0: Have you ever had the feeling you were being watched? My name is August Cruz. A few years ago, I wrote a book called Stalker. It's a fiction about a man who becomes obsessed with a woman he's never actually met. Like most fictions, however, the story has its roots in real stalking cases. Over 25 million people have experienced stalking in their lifetime. Today, we're gonna explore one of those cases. Welcome to another episode of My Favorite Prey. This would be episode 12, and I'm your host, August Cruz. I know there's been a ridiculously long hiatus, but unfortunately it couldn't be helped. As I'm sure all of you know, things happen in life that sometimes derail us, but the important thing is that we get back on track. Especially for the things that we love doing, and this is definitely one of my favorite things. So much so that Well, I hope to be doing this for as long as possible with as little time in between episodes as possible, or until my voice gives out. Which, much to the chagrin of some around me, doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. In the meantime, if you want to reach out with comments, questions, requests for future cases, complaints, or preferably compliments, please email me at mfprey22 at gmail.com. Okay. Let's get to it. Today's episode is going to be a little short. It takes us to jolly old England, where we will learn about the case of what has been termed by some as Britain's worst stalker. This case involves allegations of rape, death threats, police screw-ups, ruined careers and relationships. You know, the usual. When you love your job... It doesn't really seem like a job at all. There's nothing worse than getting up in the morning and sighing because you don't want to get up and go to work. Believe me, I've been there, as I'm sure most of you as well. That wasn't the case with Dr. Jan Falkowski, however. Dr. Falkowski was a 45-year-old psychiatrist in South London, and he loved what he did. He loved helping people by providing them with the guidance and therapy they needed to try and pull things together and live a normal life, however they might define that. There's something to be said for people who dedicate themselves to helping. It's one of the most selfless acts you can commit yourself to, and at times, one of the most thankless. In 2002, Dr. Falkowski was treating a man by the name of George Attard. He had been seeing Atard at his office for the past four years, and had met Atard's partner. Maria del Carmen Marquese. She was a 45-year-old cheese counter assistant, whatever that means, and seemed pleasant enough. But, just like Limburger, looks can be deceiving, and it isn't until it's too late that you realize, well, something doesn't smell right. I'm sure you can deduce where this is going. Maria became obsessed, to put it mildly, with Dr. Falkowski. He was engaged to Debbie Pemberton, and they both started receiving threatening texts and messages from Maria. Aside from proclaiming her undying love for Dr. Falkowski, she would also leave threatening messages such as Dig your own grave. Your life will end. Gunmen paid. And the ever so lovely and endearing Bang, bang, bang is all you deserve. Nice, huh? There's a way to woo someone you claim to love. For over four years, yep, you heard that right, four years, this crazy broad kept harassing the couple on a regular basis. She had become so obsessed with Falkowski that she truly believed that Debbie was keeping them from being together. It got to the point where she was making up 10 death threats a day. I don't know about you, but who has that much time on their hands? I mean, let alone to just sort of spend it making death threats. One of these threats stated that Debbie would be burned in her wedding dress. Now, I doubt that wedding dresses are flame retardant, so yeah, I'd take that seriously. Despite the death threats and multiple texts that Maria would make and send, that's not even the most twisted part about this whole story. Maria also reached out to Sharon Mallins, who was the head chef at the and Hotel where the wedding reception was to take place. Now... Ladies, picture this. Most girls, not saying all, most, picture their wedding to take place at a beautiful venue, beautiful white dress, and all the family and friends there, and everybody supporting you, and just ultimately the best day of your life. A lot of girls spend a lot of time Thinking about this, dreaming about it. And now, here you are, on the verge of making all that happen, on the verge of fulfilling that childhood dream that you'd had since you were a little girl with the right guy, your Prince Charming. And all of a sudden, you're getting threats about the day that it's going to happen. As a matter of fact, Not only threats to you, but the day before Valkowski and Pemberton were to get married, September 5th, the head chef received a text stating, Sharon, please, Valkowski, Pemberton wedding can't take place. Food has been poisoned. Guests will be dead. Yeah, I'd say that's an excuse to just send a gift off the registry and maybe skip the reception. On another occasion, Falkowski and Pemberton returned to their boat where they lived. Must be nice. I don't know about the seasickness, but okay. Well, they found that the gas cooker had been left on. Falkowski told police they had never used the gas cooker before. So clearly, Maria had been there. She knew where they lived and tried to make it a point to try and kill them both. I mean, I guess it's better than trying to make the boat sink, but still. At this point, Maria's actions had caused such a strain on their relationship that Falkowski and Pemberton broke up. Honestly, can you really blame her? I mean, here you are, like I said, you found the man of your dreams, and now you're being hounded by this psychopath who is threatening your life. Eventually, Falkowski started seeing someone else, and that just infuriated Maria all the more. Imagine that. Maria even tried to frame Falkowski for rape at one point. Now, this is the part that's really disturbing. Maria dug through his trash, stole a used condom, and smeared it on her underwear to try and prove that he had attacked and raped her. Yeah, she actually did this. Luckily, uh, the investigation into the allegation showed that DNA identified Falkowski's new girlfriend as the person who, uh, well, was part of the whole mixture. And he was acquitted of the charges. Now, obviously, the investigation tore into not only his private life, but his professional life. When you make an accusation of rape against somebody and it's false... Or true, either way, but in his case it was false. Obviously it's going to take a toll on your reputation as a professional and your reputation as a person. Luckily, like I had said, he was acquitted of the charges once they found that she was batshit crazy. And actually did what she did. Once Maria was discovered to be Falkowski's stalker and had falsely accused him of rape, police arrested her. In August of 2006, Maria was convicted of harassment and sentenced to prison for nine years. She continues to profess her innocence, because why not? I mean, all she did was try to love him, right? All she did was try to show how much she wanted to be with him how dedicated she was to him and at the same time kind of ruin his life sometimes people who are in positions that require them to help others become targets at the very people they're trying to help in Falkowski's case his tormentor was the partner of someone he was trying to help overcome depression she believed herself to be enamored of Falkowski, and despite his commitment to his then fiance, she was relentless in trying to secure a future with him. She did this by trying to threaten his fiancée and scare her to the point where ultimately it ended their relationship, and actually Pemberton wound up having to seek help. She was on the verge of committing suicide. Only after her trial, when Falkowski received a letter from her previous victims, yeah, there were previous victims, did the evidence of her long history as a stalker come to light. It was a married couple, and they didn't want to be identified, but they told Falkowski about their similar experiences with Maria. They sent a letter to him, and they said that they were devastated that They only recently heard about their case, his case. As a result of her campaign against the couple, Maria was bound, warned, to keep the peace for 12 months on two occasions. So she kept on threatening these people because she became enamored of the husband. Not only that, her stalking included... threat to kidnap the couple's baby. This all came to light again after everything happened with Falkowski. It's ridiculous that it actually had to come to that. Maria became obsessively infatuated with her male victims and viciously jealous of their partners. She would contact the woman constantly. Not just Pemberton, but the other woman in the married case. Unfortunately, cops didn't really take things seriously. They kind of took it as just, well, you know, things happen. But when it comes to death threats, rape allegations, kidnapping threats, that's not something that can just be sort of looked over. Maria is where she needs to be, in prison, and away from anybody that she could possibly hurt. When you make a threat like that, and you're that delusional, chances are you may actually see that the person will try to go through with it. Maria's delusion led to shattered dreams in a prison term. All of which was obviously unnecessary. Sometimes, no matter how one might think they feel about someone, it's just not in the cards. It's best to move on. In some cases, seek help to try and get over it. If you or anyone you know has experienced a stalker, or think you may have, please don't hesitate to contact Safe Horizon at eight 800- hundred. 621 hope that's 800-621-4673 they're available 24 hours a day and even if they aren't in your city they can help get in touch with the local support center take care of yourselves watch your surroundings and i hope you'll join me again i promise it won't be as long next time